Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for clicking on this episode and joining us here at the Melanated Intellects Podcast. My name is Patrice. And my name is Shayla. We are here to talk about everyday melanated topics while bringing a distinct intellectual perspective. Thanks so much for joining. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on this episode. We are back with another amazing episode for you. And we are so, so excited because this is a Melanated Intellects first. We have our first guest on in just a moment. I'm going to leave you suspenseful just for a second. In just a moment, we're going to have her introduce herself. Um, But first, I just want to talk about the basis of this episode. And um, the idea kind of came to us, really, I think the idea came to us last season, but we just weren't able to fit it in. And this is going to be a dynamic conversation between a vegan, a vegetarian, and a meat eater. So you definitely don't want to miss this. Don't skip, don't fast forward. You want to hear everything we have to say. Um, Our guest is representing the vegetarian in the conversation. And then Everyone should know, but just in case you didn't catch it from last season, uh, Patrice is the vegan and I'm the meat eater. Um, so, Miss Sydney, without further ado, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, my name is Sydney. I am a vegetarian, um, although this may be controversial. I guess sometimes pescatarian. I do intake fish every now and then. Um, as my mother feels like I'm not getting enough protein, despite <laughs> despite my disagreeal. But um, yeah, I'm a senior in, I was about to say high school. Uh, I'm a senior Ooh. in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I wish. Um, about to graduate. Very, um, very excited, very scared. But yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I'm very excited to have this conversation. I love food, so yes. excited to talk about it. I think we all have that in common. Yes. Yes. Love food. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to start the conversation off with a little bit of context. Um, And as always, we'll put all of our resources and articles and things like that in the description. So make sure you check them out. This is what I'm about to quote is a Today article. Um, I thought it was really cool, actually. Please do read the whole article. But I am just want to bring us in with this. Um, So research from 2016 found that 8% of Black Americans identified as strict vegan or vegetarian, compared with 3% of all Americans. The number of Black people who dabbled in veganism is likely much higher. A 2019 Gallup poll found that nearly a third of people of color in America reported cutting down on meat, compared to about a fifth of white Americans. The disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on the Black community has heightened the importance of a health diet to combat obesity and diabetes, and people passionate about social justice, self-care, animal rights, and the environment have found their way to veganism. Um, So that's quoted directly from the article, so definitely do check it out. So my question that I I pose, and I'm going to throw it to you first, Patrice, Mm -hmm. why do we think a lot of African Americans are switching to this lifestyle, and where do you see this going in the future? Honestly, I know I'm going to speak on behalf of my bias self because I'm the only African-American plant-based individual that I know personally. Um, I honestly think social media is kind of closing the gap a lot because Mm -hmm. now we know we can continue to eat our own soul food. We're learning from each other. We're sharing practices. And I think that kind of helps bring a lot more comfort. We're trying more dishes. We're trying more meals. And it's turning into a, hey, I want to make my a goal of eating plant-based this many times a week. Or, you know what? I'm going to go raw vegan for three weeks straight just as a detox. We're seeing so much of that that I think is really helping a lot with education 
and just the overall experience because I think veganism, plant-based, vegetarian has always had a face. And I think Black people just didn't feel like they aligned with that, especially if you bring mm-hmm. soul food, it's a big no-no. <laughs> what? A salad? What? Excuse me? So I think that's a big part of why people are more open to it. Um, that's true. In many spaces, you will get teased for bringing a salad. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, that's true. Wow. I can't argue with that. Uh, Sydney, what are your thoughts? Yes, I definitely agree with Patrice. I think that social media has a big hand in it just because, you know, you get to see the fact that, like, you can actually season vegetables, you know what I mean? And it can be tasty. I know, like, um, when I first went vegetarian, like, my brother used to tease me ruthlessly. And then now, I don't know if you know this, Shayla, but Daniel is is basically vegan, and I what? say basically because like he doesn't eat cheese because he doesn't like it. Mm. And it's like he doesn't drink dairy. And I don't know. It's so funny. He just, he, it was like probably about a year and a half ago now. He didn't even tell me. He just stopped eating meat. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to test it out, which is crazy because he used to call me a veggie stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's the veggie stupid, I guess. But I think the big thing is like, because like when I would come home and cook some stuff, like, I'm seasoning it. And he's like, oh, this tastes good. So I think that just, I don't knowing. And, you know, as she said, like the education of the fact that like, you know, you can season it, you can make it taste good and it can still be tasty. It's not just a salad. It's a salad right. of salt and pepper. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Right. Um, no, I did not know that. Um, Daniel kept that for me. No, I didn't know that he <laughs> that he had transitioned to that to that lifestyle at all. Um, I agree with you both. Um, and ironically, Patrice, what you said is almost exactly um quote something else from this article. Um, and I believe don't quote me exactly, but I think she is a food blogger. I think she's a vegan food blogger, African-American. But she said, before diving in, I didn't see myself represented in those spaces. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was important for me to be that person for someone else. Um, I think the reason why um, African-Americans are kind of switching to this is you're right, definitely education. And also is in the article touches on this as well, is become cooler, Mm -hmm. like slutty vegan in Atlanta. I'm dying to go. I haven't been yet. I love Atlanta, by the way. Um, so it's just a, a lot, uh, I don't, these options could have always been there, but they've become more, um, I don't know, easily accessible for people to know about them. I feel like, and then you can't forget about aunt Tabitha on, you know, on Instagram. So she does Mm -hmm. a lot as far as education. I just think it's just, it's a cool, it's becoming something that's cool, which I, I love. Um, so I, I don't really know why, um, but I think that's a good start. And then I also want to mention that um, although I am a meat eater, I, I traditionally don't have pork, but recently my sister and I in Sydney, you don't know this, so I guess you're going to get some news. Or maybe I did tell you the other day. I don't know. Everybody remember, right? coming out veggie stupid to you. It's just so <laughs> I'm still a meat eater. Okay. I just want to put that out there. But my sister and I have decided that once a month that we will have a a plant-based week. So we will have a vegetarian or vegan week um, for a couple of reasons. So one, I love to cook and I just feel like um, I really want to explore what I can do when it comes to those spaces. And I don't know about other people, but for me, like if I don't intentionally make myself go on 
a, a vegetable cleanse, which I did not that long ago, or something that requires me to have an abundant amount of vegetables, I'm not as conscious about it. And I hate that. So mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what, what if once a, once a month, you know, I throw it in there, maybe I like it enough and it becomes two, two weeks out of the month. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't plan on switching to that lifestyle permanently, but I've had any vegetarian or vegan meals that I've either cooked or eaten are delicious. Mm -hmm. So they really I don't are. Have think against it. Not a, yeah. nothing at all. Um, so question to well, I guess I kind of answered this question already, but what made you guys decide to convert to a vegan or plant-based lifestyle? And I love both of your answers to this because it's not the traditional answer I feel like that people assume that you have. Um, and then where currently are you with your nutrition goals? Okay. You said you want to take this one first? Uh yeah, okay. okay. So what do you think? I I feel I like I turned vegan or vegetarian, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I guess like five or so years ago. And it is very like, it's just very random. Um, so I'm trying to remember because it's like a kind of a collection of things. One, I just wasn't like, meat wasn't my favorite. So I figured, you know, like, oh, you know, I had a couple of friends who were vegetarian and I was like, why not? And the other part too, I think I wanted to kind of like prove to myself that I could do something like do something that was like I had to stay focused to do I don't I don't know how to explain this like well enough but it's like you know basically I didn't like meat but also like I was just feeling like I don't know like I could not eat meat and even though my family's eating meat and I can stick to this and I can like be focused on this like um, like sometimes my family, they go off sugar for a while and I was never successful at that, but I was like, I bet I could go off meat. Um, and that was just like, it kind of stuck and I really began to like it. Um, it, for a while there though, I was definitely not like, like I was vegetarian, but I wasn't like still getting nutrients. Right. So it was kind of like, it, it took, it took me a while to figure out what I can eat. That wasn't just like junk food or whatever, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't, um, like I always get a little embarrassed telling people because it wasn't like a necessarily a moral reason for the animals, though I love them. But like, it was just kind of like on a whim. And then I was like, you know, kind of a challenge for me. And then, but not really a challenge because I didn't really like meat. So I don't know, it was like a little challenge. I, I don't really have a good answer. <laughs> you have an honest answer. And yes. I appreciate that. And I like that. That's, we're going to get to this later in the episode, hopefully. But the misconception when you say that you're vegetarian mm -hmm. is that you have a certain set of beliefs or that when you're vegan, that you have a certain set of beliefs that yeah. we shouldn't make that assumption. Um, but yeah. no, that's funny. What about you? Chris? Yeah. Uh, similar, nothing to do with the animals whatsoever. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, like <laughs> before I didn't really, I mean, animals, I felt like it was a circle of life. I was one of those people. Like we die, you eat the grass, you alive, we eat you. That's how that works. <laughs> right? <laughs> somebody trigger warning. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody on this <laughs> expecting to, you know, feel one with earth and uh save the animals. And I don't know. I was not being me. humble. Okay, look, I've converted, guys. Don't be upset. Please don't come for me. Okay. But I will say that. What's interesting is I had that mindset, but I did not eat meat like that. I did not eat red meat at all. The only meat I did eat was chicken, fish, and turkey. And even then, I didn't like to cook it because I'm a germaphobe. I'm really like, 
I got stage fright in my own kitchen. I'm like, what if I mess around and make my own sick, my own self sick? Then who's gonna help me? I live alone. How's this gonna work out? Like, am I gonna call my mama? How's that gonna be? It was bad. So my reason for going vegan, actually, I was having a lot of health complications. So personally, my cycle had stopped for years. My stress had peaked at a level that was freaking me out. My hair was falling out, you name it. And I was going to the doctors. They were telling me, let's run this test. Let's run this test. Might be fibroids. Might be this. Nothing came back. They were at a point where they wanted to get me started on menopause medication to reset my body. Mind you, at the time I was probably, how old was I? 27, 28? Yeah, 27, I think. And I was like, what? Menopause. And so at first I was like, well, this is what I got to do to get myself right. You know, I was worried about fertility. I don't know that I want kids, but I want you to make that decision. I want to be able to have the option on my own. But talk to a friend who's, um, she was also African-American. Her, her sister had also gone through the same experience. And when they put her through that process, it came back so much worse. I was like, oh, I do not want bad cycles. I do not have time for that. Okay, a girl's trying to get on the go. And I just decided, let me just take everything out. Everything. And it started off as just a week experiment. I will say that I had stopped. I didn't drink milk either. Only dairy weakness was queso. It's, it's, it was a serious weakness. It was That was the first thing I tried to make vegan. Like, how can I support supplement this? I got to keep having it. Um, but so I just start experimenting with it. And in fact, Tabitha Brown's story was really insightful about how that helped a lot of her symptoms that she had. And first thing that I was struggling with, which was insomnia. I've always struggled with insomnia. I started sleeping like a baby. I remember waking up thinking my ass had half died because I slept so deep. I woke up in a panic attack like, why can I open my eyes? Why are they so heavy? Why did I sleep so deep? I thought something was like legit wrong with me because I had never slept so deep in my life ever. And it was the best sleep I've ever gotten. And it was consistent. And then from there, it just kept moving and moving into other things. And my body started to go back to being normal after about 30 days of it. So I kept it up. I was like, my body clearly likes this. And what's mm-hmm. funny is the first time I accidentally, I think it was tortilla chips. I'm not going to forget about this. Shayla knows. I ate tortilla chips thinking it's tortilla chips. Like, of course you can eat them. Not the Tostitos brand. They put milk in it, guys. So they <laughs> did oh. not know that. And I ate it, and I had a headache. I'm like, why do I have this headache? What is wrong? And sure thing, I turned the bag over. It had milk in it. And one time I had champagne and wine, and it turns into this whole chain reaction to where I've realized even when I accidentally eat these things, I feel sick. Like, I legit feel sick. So I'm like, I'm just going to listen to my body. So at this point... I'm sticking with what feels Explain better. Explain to the audience what's in champagne and wine that can make you sick. Okay. So it's how they are. And it's not all wine. It's not all champagne. I just Google it. There's a bunch of websites that will help you through this. But it's for most of them, it's how they are. Um, what's the word? Um, processing it. They'll use animal cartilage oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to do so. Yeah, gelatin to do that. Or they'll use... Um, there was one where I saw there was like fish something in it. I forgot what what brand that was, but I just always Google the brand. Now I've got my go-tos in terms of wine, red wine, champagne, all of that. In fact, last year's New Year's, Coors had me so sick. I, that's when I discovered champagne had it. And mm-hmm. I was I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I sure thing it wasn't vegan. 
So I just have an intolerance to these things that I've never known. I've been eating this my whole life, struggling with all these different symptoms. And just like that, I've been able to get rid of it. And my body is back to normal. I don't need any medication or anything. Wow. Right. Right. It's crazy, right? That is crazy. crazy. (laughs) What symptoms did you notice, Sydney, first when you decided to go vegetarian? Did you have any? Well, you know, I don't think I did have any. And I wouldn't remember because it was so far back. However, my senior year... Well, first of all, your story, yeah, it reminds me a lot about like um, Tabitha's story. Right? That's that's yeah. that's wild um, and really interesting. In my senior year, um, I had like I don't, this like really, I, I don't know if it was a reaction to something, but it was something in my gut. And my mom and I were afraid because it because my mom has Crohn's, right? And we were thinking it was mirroring Crohn's disease. Like it was this like deep inflammation in my stomach, and I couldn't like like basically holding anything down. And I had to, um, I think I was out of school for like, I want to say it was two weeks. It was definitely one week, but I want to say it was two weeks because I just, I just kept running to the bathroom. Right. And when we went to the doctor, they said that I developed like a, um, like a dairy intolerance, which I thought Mm -hmm. was odd because I had been drinking dairy like all my life. And I'm like, you know, I don't think so, but you know, I, First of all, it wasn't that. <laughs> um, <laughs> long story story, it wasn't that, which you know, I guess doesn't really help with what I'm thinking. But it's it's just interesting to me how like, just to your story, I mean, to your point or whatever that like, foods, but also like mainstream, like Western mm-hmm. medicine doesn't really kind of like know what's up. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it, it's kind of like you know, going back to the root of stuff, which includes like, you know, eating or not eating certain foods can be more medicinal for us. I don't know. I just, I just found that really interesting. Um, and I forget what it was that I took, but it was something like this, um, this like probiotic of sorts that really cleared me up and it wasn't like, I don't know, whatever they were trying to get me to take. Yeah. It's so crazy how I've learned so much about that since I've gone plant-based and vegan, like down to having probiotics actively in my gut, something that I wasn't aware of that I needed to regularly have because it's just an adult, you know what I mean? And even as women having like cultures in your food, you know, things like that, like how beneficial that can be. There's just no education on it, really. They rather just give you medic, give you pills. Here you go. Then educate you and ask you, what are you putting in your body first? I can't. I actually don't think I've ever been asked that question. What am I eating when I've gone to a doctor appointment? Mm. The first thing is always, what are your symptoms? We'll diagnose each symptom. I've left with like 12 prescriptions before Mm. rather than any conversation about my diet. Like a holistic kind of view of everything. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Um, Well, I guess that kind of brings me to, and this isn't an official question, but something that we researched and will definitely be in our links. Um, the African heritage diet, mm-hmm. which we read up on, but a lot of African diets either don't include meat or very sparingly um, include meat. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? And how do you connect that? If if you do, you may not. Or how do you connect that to your stories? You know, when I first was deciding whether or not I wanted to do it, I was trying to, I decided I wanted to look it up, you know, what did Africans eat, especially prior to colonialism? Like, what did that look like? And the African heritage 
info that I sent you was the closest I came to it. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Vegetables, produce, that is a star of your plate, not meat, sweets, and all these other things that we put as a being the focus. And that explains why we are doing unethical things to produce meat at this rapid pace, because it's not naturally supposed to be supplied at this level. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm I'm really over, like, I had already seen the, was it Food Inc.? I saw that years ago in an anatomy um, class. And I just thought to myself, you know, I'm already not a fan of how that all goes down because one, that's nasty, okay? <laughs> Don't be giving yeah. me no infected pigs and chickens and broken legs. They can't even grow full life capacity. Like, you you know, come on, man, that's not okay. You know, and I just thought we are in, we are ingesting all of that trauma, all of the, those last memories and stress and the hormones that are inflicted on these animals that in their last couple of days before they're slaughtered and also all the germs that they live in. I just thought there has to be a better way, you know, and I think that makes sense why no other country produces meat the way that we do at the rate that we do and why we are struggling to keep it up to the point where we're jeopardizing our own ecosystem that way. Like that makes complete sense to me. That's just not the natural way that we're supposed to be consuming. Makes sense. What about you, Sydney? You know, I... I think I never, I never really did any research. Like I <laughs> admitted earlier, it was kind of um, on a whim, but um, it wasn't until, you know, probably a couple, maybe one or uh, two years ago now that through social media, actually, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of like, and a couple of friends of mine who are vegan and had like posted things on social media. Um, I, I got a better understanding of like what a more, nutritious, you know, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, like a diet looks like, um, specifically without, um, meat. And again, just like agreeing with Patrice, like I knew about like the hormones that were put into animals. And I think that like, or like, you know, for our, our, like our meat and stuff like that. And so it makes sense to me, but I, I don't think I really like, it wasn't necessarily this is why I'm doing this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but decision. when I found out about it, I went back and I was like, yes, yeah, see, but also, you know, this is <laughs> makes a lot more sense. Right guys. Like now I'm vegetarian. And if you're looking at, you know, such and such, you can see right. that this is the best decision um, as if it was my original <laughs> reason <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> I just want to be honest. Yeah. Hey, I get you. Look, it's so funny. Okay. Look, Back to what I was saying about the damn animals. I did not care whatsoever, to be real. But now, like, I'll be on TikTok and see these cute little pigs. I have never thought pigs were cute. I thought they were stinky <laughs> little gremlin little, little things that need to be outside. Now I'm like, oh, it's such a cute little face. Like, I see all animals and they're just so adorable. And I'm like, is it because I don't eat meat? Like, what is happening? To- Maybe it's my age. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe is this 30? Yeah. Is this what's 30 happening right now? Mm-mm. It's very confusing. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with that. Also, I, you know, that just reminded me of something. Like with TikTok and other social media, I think an, another thing that draws people to veganism, vegetarianism is like the aesthetics. Do, do you, you guys understand what I mean by that? Like, yeah. I feel like now because, you know, that lifestyle is becoming even more popularized, like I see a lot of either TikTok like channels or just like just TikToks like mm-hmm. you know in general where they have like these like 
really aesthetic plates. Like it's yeah. almost like it just, it, it looks more enjoyable to look at than, you know, it's probably tasty, but it's just like, wow, that's so pretty. I want to do that too. I, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't know. I completely yeah. agree um, because <laughs> me and my sister Cartier always send each other stuff like, oh, let's try like, oh, let's try that. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a person who j I just love food of all different facets from all different cultures, from all different angles. Um, so if I see something interesting, I want to try it and have tried it. So I've made vegan and vegetarian meals, but, um, yeah, I try to make it look cute. Like I like, I like yeah. that. Right. Like I'll be like, Ooh, yeah. Oh, they put in there. Some avocado. Okay. <laughs> Add some color. You know, like put like, oh, I got my purples. Yes. My little yeah, parsley. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think it's just becoming something that's just cooler. Um, or more is being popularized. Um, and then I, I don't, I'm not going to necessarily say the reason why African-Americans are transitioning to this is because um, maybe that's what we felt naturally we should have been doing as far as our diet. When you think about mm -hmm. the African heritage diet, because mm -hmm. I don't know how many people know that I didn't um, until recently. I knew before preparing for this episode, but probably within the last year, I found out um, that that's an American thing to have that much meat. Mm -hmm. um, so that was news to me. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, so next question, what do you, either one of you, what do you feel is the biggest misconception when it comes to being vegan or plant-based? Uh, particularly in the Black community? You know, that's another thing about social media. It only puts in front of you what you already like, you know, your little mm. algorithm. So I feel like if you aren't aware of this new branding facelift that plant-based has gotten, you know, and adds a little more ethnic minorities up in there, mm. you probably still picturing it as the same as it did before, tree hugger, animal lover you know what I mean as what it was 10 years ago and even my family like my family cannot believe all the different things I can do with tofu and chickpeas they just cannot believe it <laughs> they are just I mean it blows their mind and they're like it used to not be like this vegan food used to be so terrible because I guess they tried it in the 70s and you know their their time and it was something that was terrible granted have that image and probably have that type of food as well. Now it's got a little more season, you know what I'm saying? It's got a new, new look to it. There's a lot more we know we can do with it. And now they're just like, can you make that dish? Can you make that dish all the time? So I think honestly, it just comes back down to education. And I think it's uh, those who don't know probably still have that same mindset and just don't know how much they can do. I see people too. Some people will make comments like, you know, my elders, ate meat their whole life and they lived to such and such and they did just fine. I'm like, yeah, they probably didn't have meat from a factory the way we do now and you know, all the hormones and everything that they're doing now. But okay. I'll also hear the argument of if you don't like meat, why do you keep trying to make it? You know, I hear all of it, you know, when it comes to plant-based. I think there's just there's some resistance, you know, in terms of being true to the food, you know, mm, soul food has to have meat in it. But I also think that it's just, it all comes back to lack of being actually knowing and being aware of what your options really are. Okay, I can see that. What about you, Sydney? What do you think is the biggest or one of the biggest misconceptions, particularly in our community? So I definitely agree with what Patrice said, but I think on another hand, like 
I have found, at least, and maybe this is just just confined within a college campus, which can often be just elitist in itself. But like, I think, you know, some of the people that I've talked to, which is, I guess, just from my perspective, is that like the vegan and vegetarian community can be a little like elitist without knowing in the sense oh, that, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like yep. They're, yep. they're one being kind of like, you know, there's many in the community or so it seems that can very so much as push the ideals of like, if you're not doing this, then, you know, back to the animals right. and stuff like that, right. which bless the animals, but you know, and mm-hmm. also like, I think that there are considerations to be made about the fact that like, it, not like, I, I think, okay. I think it is, an, it, it's, it's complicated because I think it's both true that like, vegetarian and vegan lifestyle can be a little inaccessible, especially how it's presented, like mm-hmm. like in large the way the community is back to like the aesthetics, right? When we're talking mm-hmm. about like the, the aesthetic meals that are like, you know, you can do this and that, like, you know, produce and like buying like a pepper, but then trying to make a whole, like, you know, like yeah. a bell pepper, but trying it's to make a, a whole meal out of something. It's yeah. a lot of ingredients and it can yeah. be expensive. You know what I mean? It can be, mm-hmm. it can be inaccessible, but at the same time, I also think that's a misconception. And I know that's like contradictory to each other, that's but okay. like, I think, I think that it, it just, it just is kind of contradictory because many of the people in the community, the types of things that they're eating, you know, those dishes are going to be a little bit more complicated and a little more complex and perhaps right. a little pricier. Right. So when you're seeing the most popularized like items and meals that vegetarians and vegans are intaking, it seems like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I can't. Right. Perhaps to many people. But at the same time, that's not necessarily all the meals and they can be, you know, more, um, you know, accessible economically, financially, but it's just not necessarily the ones that are being highlighted. So I think, um, and that's not necessarily for the black community specifically, that's just like in general, I think, I yeah. but I think that there's of course probably gonna be intersections within that. And then also I think, I mean, just back to education, but I, I think it's worth being said, like, I think it just seems that like, I don't, well, maybe not anymore, but I don't know. It just seems like, you know, vegetarianism, veganism is just kind of like, is that, that's a white thing. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, that. you know, <laughs> And like, I could get that, you know, mm-hmm. because before very recently, you know, with Auntie Tabitha and like a few other creators that are now popping up on like, you know, TikTok and stuff like that, which yeah. I see, but again, I am vegetarian, you know, like exactly. you said, with the algorithm, um, it can still seem very white and very, mm-hmm. I don't know, with that, not to conflate whiteness and elitism, but perhaps intersections there too. No, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Go yeah, I was going to, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is that I think a big misconception is that it's a white people thing. And then I think until um, it became more popular or maybe it was there all along, but we just have access to it now considering the level of social media has played when it comes to this. I don't know if I want to call it a movement, but perhaps we do label it that. Um that it, it was misconstrued is that I mm-hmm. think the other thing um and I don't I'm, I'm sorry on my side you went out a little bit Sydney when you were talking so that's me I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm about to repeat but um is this a mis okay it is a misconception 
However, I feel that sometimes the plant-based lifestyle can be almost religious in a sort. Mm-hmm. And I feel like- Did I say religious? Yes. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. Let me hear me Hear me out, okay? <laughs> because sometimes it get real strong. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's fine for yeah. you to have your beliefs and you are all about the animals <laughs> or perhaps you just all about your health. That's fine, yeah. whatever was your reason. Um, but I feel like sometimes the lifestyle gets a bad rap. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I know Patrice and Sydney personally. We are friends. I still eat meat, you know? So I've known Sydney's family yeah. before she was born. So it's all good, okay? It's no yeah. problems over here, but- I do feel that sometimes um, the way it's being presented mm-hmm. when it comes from the plant-based lifestyle to a carnivore is just very like, ooh, that's strong. Mm. And it also, to me, feels very restrictive, which is why I wanted to do the once, you know, once a month. Like, it's a lot of people that judge me for like, are you plant-based or are you not? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't technically have to choose. I'm not you big into that. feeling it like I'm in a box. <laughs> I can do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, really like, I'm glad you said that because Mm -hmm. with, with that, it took me, I'm trying to think I was just strict vegetarianism for a bit. And then, like I said, I, you know, my mom and I are like, or my mom was more like, Sydney, you got, you're going to, let's eat some fish. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go, like, I eat it very sparingly now, but I still do. But it's interesting because like calling my, like, it feels like I just get what you mean about the kind of religion because it feels like, yeah. oh my gosh, like I'm talking to other vegetarians and I'm like, ah, like, I, when do I when do I say I eat fish? Like, yeah. when do I say I eat fish? You can't. Weeks? Do I you tell can't. Now? You're gonna get jumped if you do. No, like actually, basically, I have like strict vegan friends and like I'm like, man, like I'm so sorry um, that I had a little bit of salmon. And like, and I'm like, can I, because I had that, like maybe a month ago, like, am I, like when, when, when is the refresh point that like, okay, I'm vegetarian again. Like, like is, what's the, what's the time frame? Like how many months to have to go by for me to be clean? Like, is this like, is this my chip? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I actually right. played that yeah. with like, a drug. but anyway, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot yeah. of rules. Okay. I'm just going to bring it up. Cause this is something me and Patrice talk about and we laugh about this, but vegans not eating honey i don't understand okay i don't understand (laughs) and i want to be respectful of people's i'm not i'm not trying to be disrespectful (laughs) to my vegan and vegetarian friends out there particularly to my vegan people because okay because so sometimes i just feel like the rules are just like yeah i get you up until honey you know what i'm saying (laughs) no bees were harmed in the making of the honey they're going to make honey whether i eat it or not i just i don't know you know it's just it's just me it's just me so sometimes i just feel it feel from a from a carnivore's perspective when you talk about quote unquote, converting or people adjusting to the lifestyle. I think some of the things that to me personally look unattractive is this, is this in the box thinking that, well, I can't, you know, like Sydney said, like, well, I had salmon, you know, two months ago and now, you, you know, it just, it just feels very restrictive. <laughs> like, it just feels, you know, no. and I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels very restrictive. Um, and I don't yeah. know. So I think sometimes it makes that lifestyle unattractive to, mm. to the meat eaters of the world. You know, 
has a self-identified vegan. I forget those people exist. I'm going to be honest with you because I'm not like that. I'm absolutely not like that. Now, I'll be honest. Me and Shayla do be clowning some folks on social media. We literally <laughs> send videos back and forth to each other. Like she said, Carcass Girl, what? <laughs> it's, it's so far and so passionate. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll i be honest. Like I do purposely cook plant-based food for my family because I want them to know a different way. Yeah. But it is more education. I know they're about to fry up some chicken tonight. I know it. It's fine. But if you put the side of my whatever on the side, I'm happy. Just to enlighten you on other ways to eat. I feel like if even if we all just cut down on meat just a little bit, that's a big difference. Because you don't know what it's really doing to your body. Because it takes so much just to get to that point and really figure it out. Because ain't nobody running tests on that. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't go to the doctor and say, can you tell me if I'm allergic to beef? Is that even yeah. an allergy that they consider anymore? Like, I, I don't, yeah. it's exactly, there's no education around that. Not something that isn't, that you have to go to a nutritionist, pay a specialist. Like, you know what I mean? That's out of the common reach for regular, degular, schmegular people. So I, I'm sorry that people like that exist and make it difficult for others to even want to divulge. I get it. I'll be honest, like, sometimes I'm going through, like, vegan TikTok recipes, and I always find the carnivores in the comments. Doing this, and da, 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 da. I'm like, why are you coming to this post? And I have to remember, like, somebody probably came to their post, or somebody probably mm. interacted with them who was vegan and made them feel like they had to defend their meat eating lifestyle. I don't like the division. Just yeah, where no. you, you, it's okay. I, I love right. Patrice and Sydney. It's right. fine. Like, we love you too. No, we don't need that type of division. I just, yeah, it just, it just, um, yeah. I wish that wasn't there. And I, I hope that with, I'm going to, I'm going to officially call it a movement. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I hope that with this movement that, uh, you know, some of those walls are broken down between yeah. the plant-based um, community and the meat eating community. Um, because I think there's a lot to explore there that could be cool. And I think we're missing out. Meat eaters are missing out on some really cool opportunities just to try new food and to explore things in a different way, even if you don't choose that lifestyle. Right. Even from a herbal and holistic perspective too, like you can literally, if you are dealing with, because we deal with it, hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, you know what I mean? A plant-based lifestyle can really change your life. And I, I it does frustrate me that there are so many uncontrollables in the picture that can easily sway somebody from even taking that step and trying to mm. learn more about it. You know what I mean? Just because one, I mean, like I said, I don't know anybody personally who eats the way I do. So I can't tell you every time, well, what are you going to do when we go out to eat? You don't know because you don't look at the menu for this stuff. I, yeah. I got it. Don't worry. You know, mm. um, don't get me wrong. There are still a lot of places I, I don't eat at because I don't have any vegan options that does exist. But I'll be honest, like I don't go to steakhouses. I didn't before. I didn't eat red meat. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a life adjustment for some people. And for those that are, I think a good support group does help. And that's where this division makes it really difficult because it's probably one in quite a few, you know what I mean? That you find somebody else that's vegan. It's like me out of like 50, you know, you out of like 20, depending on where you're at in the country and who you're surrounded by. So it, it does kind of stink. I wish there was definitely more support from a community aspect with that type of a lifestyle because you never know when you're going to need it just to save your own life and stop having to rely on this Western medicine. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Um, and maybe you all have already answered this question. I don't know. And if you have, that's okay. But what was your uh, perception of veganism or plant-based lifestyle um, when you were growing up? Like, so before you transitioned? I used to, <laughs> okay. I got it from my daddy. Okay. So we can blame him. I'm giving you all oh, blaming the my father. Got yep. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would say they ate cardboard. That's literally what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Tree huggers that eat cardboard was literally how I understood non-meat eaters. That was okay. Yeah. And they dressed like the 70s. Okay. Yeah, that wow. was that was my image of it when I was little. But okay. clearly, here I am. Yes. I don't you do have, any of those things. You have broken that stereotype. We are proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sydney? I don't think. I don't think I had any perception, to be honest. I don't think I really thought of vegans. I don't, yeah, I don't even think I knew what veganism was until, it, like, it was right about the time that I was like, all right, I'm going to be a vegetarian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I, I'm trying to think. Like, I, okay, so I, yeah, I didn't know about veganism, but I remember one time, <laughs> I'm always talking about my family, but when, um, when I was a kid, like a friend of my brother and I said that she was going to be a veterinarian. And my brother thought she said a vegetarian. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he's like, oh, I could see me doing that. Or I said, I could see Daniel doing that, which is funny because then I turned vegetarianism, then he copied, I mean, I turned vegetarian and then he copied me. Um, but I, I don't think <laughs> I love like, that you're saying he copied you. He did copy this is your older brother, by the way. For the- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He did. That like, does make that a lot more funnier. <laughs> he absolutely did. But yeah, I think I like I, I don't think I like even then, like, you know, I just like, oh, fruits and vegetables. I, I don't think I really Yeah, I, I didn't really have a grasp. Like my family, we really just I don't even think we knew about vegetarian veganism really. Um, and then I went to school sometime in high school and I was like, Hey, they're, they're vegans and this one's vegetarian. And I was like, okay, I see it now. You know, now that you say that, I will say vegetarian and veganism were one and the same. I did not know the difference between those two. I have now uh-huh. learned vegetarian, veganism, and plant-based apparently all very yeah. different. I did not know that until I'm learning. I'm learning. There, I, there, there goes my point with the rules again, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't know about plant-based until college. You know, oh, yeah. and, and they're going honestly, to yeah. <laughs> so, to the meat eaters, <laughs> y'all looking real similar. Okay, <laughs> putting it out there. Y'all said no to beef. That's all I heard. <laughs> you know, um, for me, um, and for anyone who knows my mother would know that oh. uh, anything related to healthy eating, she is all against. Okay, she's not down with it at all whatsoever. Uh, oh, I, she told me to announce it, so I'm going to announce it. She cooked a vegetarian meal the other day, and what? we were so proud of her. Yes, oh, I told her to, um, to call your mom. Why did you take her. a picture? I got, Sydney's I got mom and my mom has been have been best friends since like second grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I told her to let your mom know. I don't know if she did or not, but I do. What have did she pictures. make? It was a pasta. I love my, me and my mom share this. We love squid ink pasta. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so we like squid ink pasta, and she just—I don't know if it's that she just didn't have meat, or I don't know why she didn't put meat in it. She but she put out. a whole bunch of vegetables in it. I don't even know what the sauce was, but she did send me a picture of her making it. 
I'm gonna send it to you too. Yeah, because so I, yes. I don't believe it. I got yeah, I think we need proof. Uh, yeah. yes. I will send it to Didn't you. Happen. So it is announced <laughs> to the audience that my mother made a vegetarian meal. She's very proud of herself. Uh, so she's come a long way. But when I was growing up, I, I mean, I mean, definitely get that out of here. You know, I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. So yeah. not, <laughs> it was not an environment to welcome that. Um, mm-hmm. I was the first one to start eating healthy in my family. When I was in high school, I gave up red meat. Um, and then years later, because I said earlier that I don't eat pork pretty much. Years later, like seven, eight years, I went back to red meat. And when I did... Um, pork I just couldn't stand the pork anymore the smell the taste I just couldn't Mm -hmm. do I could do it with the beef but I couldn't do with the pork sometimes I can do pepperoni and I'm not certain if it's because it's a dried meat or why but Mm. pepperoni can do all right but I can't do a bacon I can't even if it was on the sandwich or the burger or the whatever Mm. and then you took it off I still can't because I can taste that Mm. um so that's why I don't eat pork um but uh yeah it was no I think my mom had one friend that was vegetarian and I don't remember us speaking much to her about what she ate or didn't eat um but she was the first person I knew African-American um she follows Melanie Intellects shout out to Shelly hey hey um (laughs) I don't know if she's still vegetarian if she's vegan now I'm not certain where her journey is but um so yeah that was my experience growing up don't don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't get that out of here don't you know my family's country too mm -mm. it was an absolute no like a what you ain't gonna eat meat what you gonna eat like that was it there was nothing else there's nothing else you could possibly put in your plate yeah there's collard greens they could be uh, they could be actual veggie salad over there it does not matter what you gonna eat how you gonna live it doesn't matter I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, (laughs) And then really quick before we head out, um, what helped either of you transition in terms of support, guidance, education, um, resources? So I guess because I was a kid, I, the big, the biggest, I didn't have any resources, um, like again, but (laughs) um, my, uh, like at first, my mom was kind of like, all right, you can be on your own because I'm going to cook what I'm going to cook. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then she saw me just basically eating junk food. And she's like, all right, so I'll, I'll try to, you know, make like all of our meals more, you know, inclusive of this so that Sydney can just, you know, the meat will just be to the side basically and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was really helpful because like, you know, I don't, I think that I would have basically, you know, been vegetarian, but not really getting you know, not really getting the benefits of vegetarianism, um, if not for her basically being like, okay, well, you know, all right, I guess I'll help you out. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but you know what, this is actually, this is actually ironic, because you had, you had, maybe you had the wrong um, way sibling on, because Daniel has done a ton of research. She copied me and then took it above and beyond. He has this whole, like, document on, like, different like first of all seasonal fruits and he's like okay like your body knows when like what? you know when certain fruits and vegetables are in season and I think I only you know like I should only eat these blah blah because it's not natural that like strawberries are all around and I'm like ooh, he, ooh, okay he, oh, wow. he took it up three yeah. more notches I didn't oh, know that's that. just three that might be more no five, yes five more notches, perhaps. exactly <laughs> and honestly it's a little upsetting um just because <laughs> I again I, here I was 
you know, being the trailblazer and I got shown up, but <laughs> yeah, but Daniel's had a lot of research, so <laughs> not that that's helpful because I have it, but <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's right. What about you, Patrice's forms of resources? Well, so I actually went vegan at the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah, so I'm new vegan, baby vegan. Um, and honestly, a lot of Pinterest, a lot of YouTube, um, many blogs. Um, I follow so many black vegans from Rachel Ama, Tabitha Brown, um, uh, Sweet Potato Soul, geez. Um, and I also like a few others, Pickup Limes. Like there's so many out there that are very informative. They are encouraging and educating people on fun, great, quick meals that aren't super ridiculous. They even go as far as to say eating on $5 a day. Like they have very mm-hmm. detailed mm-hmm. videos to show you how to eat on a budget for those who do feel like it's out of their budget. And then also eating with maybe just, they'll provide a grocery list of maybe 10 items and make different meals every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's really cool. Um, I follow a lot of information on that and I still go back to it to this day, even though I'm very comfortable in the kitchen and I can quite a bit. I'll still go back just to get more ideas, education, refreshers. Cause sometimes I'm like, I get into like a, I just get stuck. And I do that with cooking period. I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I want to cook. I just Pinterest, YouTube, something five minute vegan recipes and look up something and make sure I have it all. So that has been very, very helpful without social media. I probably wouldn't have been able to do this. I might be one of them beans and salads type of gas. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be this okay. thick no more. <laughs> Wait, I don't know why I didn't think of YouTube as a resource. I oh absolutely YouTubed a whole bunch of, um, like, you? and like, I don't know why I didn't think about that at all. There's a, um, I don't know if you know avant-garde vegan. Yes, I, I love you know, the British guy, oh yeah. My God. That he was one of the most helpful because of the meal prepping. Yes. And that was helpful just, just throughout the week, especially in school. So yeah. I, I mean, I know there's others, but that's the only one the one I can He's think of. Like that was one, one of my I almost favorite. said oh. his name. He is Did you? Oh man. I He's love him. amazing. I will so. say your your kitchen skills gotta be a little more up to par. So yeah. I did not jump into his content until I like started a little basic and then I moved my way up. Uh, that's Fair one thing. Enough. Some of these kind content creators they are recipe developers so it can get a little intimidating so there are basic ones like um i think it's uh chic natural she is great at veganism and very basic i mean like she'll just take some frozen veggies throw in a pan with some rice and stir and um throw some tofu on the pan and make that into like its own little vegetable stir fry like very basic recipes are very good and then I kind of grew from there in technicality just because I also do food blogging so I had to keep my pictures colorful too so you know okay have fun with it but yeah avant-garde is great he is amazing honey his fried fish my mama still talk about that video (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get to try that one (laughs) she said we gotta make that one I was like look at you Okay. That's so funny. Uh, well, we um, hope that you all enjoyed this conversation. Um, Sydney, where can people connect with you if they're looking yeah. to connect with you more? Um, how can they do that? What's the best way? Okay. Um, so <laughs> you can follow my Instagram, which is at sydney.malia. So sydney, S I D, um, sydney.malia. And then also, I have, a, I have a little mini baby very baby not a not even a toddler youtube channel um that's just sydney malia um on youtube 
I posted some vlogs every now and then. Um, yeah, my yeah. camera broke, so not not <laughs> recently, but okay. but we're gonna get back into it. Um, yeah. pretty fun. That's it. Yes, Sydney has her own YouTube channel. You can definitely follow her at Instagram. Um, of course, if you don't already follow us, please make sure you do at Melanated Intellects on IG. Patrice, you have anything you want to add before we say goodbye? Um, Sydney, thank you for joining us. This was great. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Thank you so we much are fun. So about <laughs> I, I had so much fun. Yay! Our first guest. Woo. Our okay. first guest. Yes, hopefully first of many. So um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please don't hesitate to interact with us there um, on our IG. Uh, you can also email us uh, melanatedintellects at gmail.com and then of course you can connect with Sydney if something she said resonates with you if you want to check out her YouTube channel. Yay. So thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Bye.